What's up, guys? It's Captain Cook. Welcome back to Spicy Memories, the podcast where we talk about food and life and stuff. This is episode... Oh, what are we at now, kids? I think we're at 28, but don't take my word for it because I don't even know what day it is. And I, I don't know what episode I'm on and I should have more confidence and organization, but this is an insight into my life, all right? And so today, tonight, today, tonight, well, it doesn't matter. Whenever you're listening to this, I am sitting down with a good friend of mine. She's a fellow podcaster. Uh, she has 9 million jobs under the sun, as well as being a uh, irrigation technician, published model. You are currently in school to become a forensic analyst, right? Is that, is that, is that, am I up the right alley there? Something like that? Or am I not allowed to say that? I'll cut it out if I can. So. No, you're not wrong. All right. Well, there you go. Look at that. See, look at that. <laughs> Fucking, I got my shit on lock. I got notes. You people can go fuck yourselves. How about that? Ashley Lana from Lullaby, the fear podcast that you can stream on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, literally anywhere you can find podcasts. Um, Ashley, you, this is your second episode on Spicy Memories. No, third. It's technically my third. But it's the second one where you're solo, and you were the episode before the last episode that I had. So What can I say? I'm like a herpy. Exactly. You just you know, you get pop rid up, of me. It, you know what? When you pop up again, you just say, I'm not going to tell anybody about this, but I'm going to enjoy it. You know, that's, that's, that's what it's like. I really hate the fact that I just compared myself to an STI. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. You said STI. You said the correct thing. That's so It nice. is. A I know it is. sexually transmitted infection. Not right, disease, people, because disease is harsh. Right. Exactly. Although, that I guess, would one that can kill you be considered an STD then? Like, would HIV, right? Or, well, technically, HIV doesn't kill you. AIDS kills you. But, you know what I mean? Like, would that be considered, like, an STD then? Or is it still STI? Because like I, STI, I think of like syphilis, you know, or like gonorrhea or something where you just, you know, you get a, you get a shot in your penis and you're done, you know, but like, I don't know. You tell me. I'm into psychology, not medicine. Yeah. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice dodge. Uh, <laughs> this is a nice inversion. <laughs> this is the first, this is a food podcast, people. No, uh, <laughs> I don't know what this podcast has turned into. Do you have any I insight? Know. I mean, I just. I, this episode, I said, I'm just coming on. You talk to me and I'll respond. And then we'll just give it to the public and say, here, people, we're fucking random. <laughs> oh, we're going to give it to the public. All right. Let me tell you. All right. Hey, yo. Sorry. I've been literally just doing that nonstop after every sentence. I'm like, hey, yo, oof, maron. Like, you know, hoping that people just don't listen to me. Anyway, so this has been, uh, this is December of 2021, man. This is crazy. This is, um, I want to say this is like month eight that you and i know each other now this is crazy isn't it weird that it's been like a lot of this year it is weird it's very weird like for those of you who don't know ashley and i are not even in the same country even no. though we share the same land and there's a metaphor in there somewhere i swear to god but um, <laughs> but no she's my she's my fellow brethren from the great north up in canada right so i'm from canada eh, bye. canada she is very canadian as you guys will hear at some point and I'm very much from New York, which you may or may not hear. I feel like New Yorkers listening won't be able to tell I'm from New York. But then certain people listening, like I've been told from outside sources that sometimes I talk like a New Yorker. But so, like I could really lay it on thick if I want, but you know. It wasn't until I started podcasting when I realized that I actually had a Canadian accent. Well, because you listen to your voice nonstop and then you pick apart like everything. No, I don't. My listeners do. So I have a lot. So a high demographic of my listeners are like Latino because like I'm Latino. So it's not racist. Mm. And they'll always be like, you sound so Canadian when you talk. Meanwhile, I'm like, 
every Canadian will completely disagree with you. Yeah, but that's also, you are a Canadian though. Like, so it's not, it shouldn't be like a huge shock to people, you know? But I hear it now. Mm. When I get excited, I hear it. All of a sudden it hits you. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, why am I elongating that vowel? Like, you know, it's just like... We sound like donkeys. No. <laughs> we do. Although, me saying that no was slightly Canadian. Um, <laughs> I, you know, what's weird is once I started listening to a lot of your voice, right? I started just saying like, eh, like in sentences, like in my life, like oh, no. to the point where like, even my wife was like, what, what do you, like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, what? And she was, no. she was like, she's like, you realize you're saying like a after like every sentence, right? I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, but like, it's not a problem, is it? It's like, no, it's like, look, I just like to talk like this. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's fun, eh? And she's like, don't fucking say it like that. I was just like, so. oh but, no, I'm starting a thing. You are. It's going to become the new trend. You know, it's like how people said hella because people in California say it. Now everybody used to say it. That's no, hella fresh. Hella fresh, bruh. Or like bruh. Bruh. I'm pretty I, sure bruh. I don't know where that started. I don't know, but I say it. Everybody does. I want to oh, say it. I hate, I just had this conversation. I hate when people say bro. 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 Like, bruh. Like, that's kind of like. It's bruh a bit is of a, fun. It's a bit of a game changer. It is. You know? Bruh is gender neutral. You could say it to any human or animal. It's like, bruh, what are you doing? Like, I've said that to squirrels, you know? It's like, you could say it to anybody. But bro is like, you know, the dude who's got like the protein powder with him at the gym. He's like, yeah. hey, bro, what up? You done with that? You know, I'm not like, no. Like. That's a whole other level of yeah, like, that's a... uncomfortability. Mm-mm. You know what's weird? I have a tendency now to just say man after every sentence if I'm talking to somebody, even if it's a woman. And it's really bad. That's what I do. It, it's like, hey, it's like, hey, no, it's like, oh, no, you know, th- no, thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. Like, and I just say that, like, slipped in like that real quick. And I'm realizing that I even say it, even if like a woman is checking me out at a store and I say it and I'm like, that's not good. I shouldn't say that. Like, but it's just, I don't know. It's like a force I have it now. I don't know what the fuck. Happening. I use man as it's a defense mechanism for me. So if, if somebody gives me a compliment and I, cause I use humor to deflect the fact that I'm being vulnerable and someone will give me a compliment and I'm like, Oh, thanks man. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure that. you've heard me say it. Yeah. You've said that to me. And I don't think you say it to see, I don't take that you saying it to me because I am a man. I take that as just like, it's like a conversational thing. It's like Canadian saying, Hey, it's not directed to anybody. It's just like a, it's a, like a thing that you stick in the sentence, you know? So. It's like on the pod, on my podcast, I always say, I refer to guys as gender neutral, right? I'm right. always like, oh my God, you guys. <laughs> and I'm waiting for someone to just Karen out on me and be like, you can't say that. It's like, <laughs> oh my God, this no, is I my say, podcast. Yeah. I say that too. It's like, you guys are listening. Like when I say you guys are listening, you know, I, I, I mean the general public. I'm not, I'm not targeting only my male listeners, um, but you know, who are we to? to judge the demographics i guess but i don't know i love my listeners if any of my listeners are listening i love you oh i'm sure they will be right my god i'm sure there's some well i know i know for a fact that there's at least a couple crossovers that i converted to you and i don't know about vice versa i'm I'm sure i'm pretty sure vice versa there there might be a straggler but i don't know see the problem is we we talk we 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 talk very well you and i right like we can we can get along and when we like conversate, you know what I mean? Is that, that's a word, conversate, right? It is right. now. It is now. There you go. Um, but our podcasts are very different. Mine has uh, no structure, right? And a host who is, should not be a host of anything, right? And I have <laughs> barely any notes. And half the time, I don't even know 
what's going on? Like, I listen to myself afterwards and I'm just like, I sounded drunk. Like, why am I slurring my words? Like, is there that much saliva always in my mouth? Like that, that's the kind of stuff that runs through my head. But like your show is, you know, a very factual based, well-structured, edited, like horror crime, true story podcast. Like you just did the Jonestown episodes, which, well, no, you did two episodes ago. You did Jonestown and split it to two episodes, which was incredible. I mean, that was just, that was, that was insane. It was unbelievable. And it was funny because the whole time I was listening to the two episodes in that time frame, I was obsessed with this song called um, Anomine, I think it's called, by the, by the Brian Jonestown Massacre is the name of the band. And it's like this, it's not, it's, it's technically classified as like a heroin kind of song. It's like, it's one of those just kind of like songs that like, you know, they say like junkies listen to, but it was, it's really, really good. And it actually, it's weird. I listened to it one night while watching clips from Jonestown and That's I was dank I was like this works really well <laughs> I was like, I was like, like I even I, I I think I deleted them but I had like screen recordings of like the Jonestown clips and I was gonna try to pair the music and like send it to you and be like oh look at this but uh yeah so but yeah so our shows are very very different but we 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 converse you know we we we, we get it done I guess you know I don't know so how are you, how are you feeling about your show after 2021 is wrapping up it's weird. I'm not used to the feedback that I'm getting. Like, I'm not used to people saying that they're new to true crime. Right. And like my podcast is the first true crime podcast that they've listened to, or I'll have people who listen to true crime, but say that mine is so different when I listen to true crime. Right. And I try very hard not to be like other true crime podcasts, but when you judge yourself, you're like, Oh, I sound like this or I sound like that. And then to have the feedback, the positive feedback, it's like, oh, thanks. Yeah, but like, I mean, I think, I think the constant, like, criticism, self-criticism is because you're like a creative, you know? I mean, you went to like a creative in like an arts high school and like you write and like, you know, you sing and like, you know, so it's like you, I think that that's just inside of you. I mean, coming from like a musician, like I'm telling you, like, that's just, I mean, I, I now do it with my cooking. It's just like, I think when there's a creative process in the, in the, in the works there, um, I think that you're always going to be that self-critical in some way, you know, I am that person. Yeah. It's, it sucks. But, but then, like you said, the positive feedback is nice. It's like, you know, it's nice. It, it's like, uh, it fluffs me up a little bit, yeah, a little, a little bit, bit, a little just, bit. It just it straightens you back just like a little bit. Right? Like, okay. Like, you know, it's I, like, every time I have one listener that crossed over from your universe into my universe and ooh, who Kyle, it is Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle Stevens, man. I don't care. I'll say his fucking name. It's my show. Uh, and, so, uh, I love Kyle Stevens. He'll always like either send me memes, like horror memes, or he'll always tell me like how he liked the episode. And whenever listeners do that, it makes me feel so good because it's like, oh, now I want to work on the next one. Now I want to work on the next one. And, and, and he really does listen to because he's even when you've released an episode, um, he even messaged me and he was just like, oh, man, I can't wait to listen to it. And I'm like, yeah, me neither. Like, so like, oh, that's so nice. Yeah, right? Look at that. My God. So this is how I get, this is how I get people. Hey, you know what? It's good. And yeah, I, even I have a few people who definitely listen to my episode and my one friend, Dylan, he, he listens, he'll probably listen to this, I'm sure. So if you're listening, hey, buddy. Hi, um, Dylan. <laughs> hey, brother. Uh, <laughs> he, um, uh, he's, he, he's like my longest friend. It's crazy. Um, he will like tell me when he's like listening to it and he goes out of his way to like listen to each episode because i at least from what he says he like genuinely likes and when you hear somebody 
say that it's like weird at first because it's like you don't really know like you i think when somebody else gives you that confirmation that that you did something i want to say good but like you know something constru- like positive like you put something out there that other people are like yeah yeah it's just, it feels weird i mean like i used to be like that when we would play shows and people would genuinely enjoy the music we played i would be like oh thank you. like i wouldn't really know how to react i was like kind of weird about it you know and yeah. I wasn't trying to come off as like that dick, like lead singer, like, oh yeah, totally. Like, no, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to be like that. I was just like, I didn't really know how to react. I was like, you know, um, but yeah, I think when you get that, like uh, when you get that confirmation from other people, it changes, you know, cause you're just like, it gives you a little more confidence. Cause you're just like, all right, well, I, at least I know that no matter how self-critical I am, whatever I'm putting into this, it's getting something out for other people, you know, which yeah. is, it's nice in a way it's, it's, it's beautiful. And your show is different from other true crime. Like I was not a first time true crime listener, but I never stuck with any podcast, any true crime podcast. I just couldn't. It just, it bored the fucking shit out of me. Like it was like, I would literally be listening to it. And it was like, just like two set, like, like two minutes in, I was just like, I could. And I found myself like re-listening because I, like I would be, I, I was doing what I do with like your show, which is it's usually late at night. And it's like, while well, I'm doing the dishes and getting like lunch and coffee ready for like the week and next in organizing shit and doing prep. Cause I'm insane. And I'm usually listening to it in my headphones while I'm doing that. And I found myself with those other shows doing that and just literally like 20 minutes will go by. And I'm like, I don't know what I just listened to. Like, <laughs> like I'll hit like a 20 minute mark and I'll be like, I have no recollection of the last 20 minutes. And when it's your show, it's not like that. It's just the elements kind of like keep me in there, which is why I genuinely like each episode. And I think it's because you have a perfect mix of, you know, the right background music and you have audio clips and you have testimony. And like, I believe it or not, your breaks actually really help. Like when you go off page. Yeah, that was intentional on my part because with myself, I kind of have ADHD when listening to certain podcasts, because if it kind of runs on for a bit, you lose, you lose the human brain's attention after like 15, 20 minutes. So if you can break it up by like a sharp kind of quick boom, which in my podcast, I use page turning as a big one. If I feel like something is about to run on or I want a topic change, I add a page flip. And then when there's something I really want to discuss where I'm not reading a straight, like a fact, then I go off book and then I just start spitting spitting lyrics (laughs) spitting fire you spit hot fire um because it's the i i remember i remember my first episode when i released it i had a listener that came over from the girls night out podcast and he said that he didn't like the page flipping and i think i told you about this Mm -hmm. yeah he said he didn't like the page flipping and i really value like feedback i really do and I said, what about it don't you like? And he said, it just took him out of the suspense. And then that kind of hit me. It's like, all right, like I understand where you're coming from and I value that. However, it seems a bit more of a personal Yeah, because thing. I feel like taking you out of the suspense is part of the reason why it works. It like, it, it gives you a meant like when you do the page turn right it kind of like helps you like reset a little bit you know and you're like okay like you feel like you can take like a mental breath it's like when you go off page and you're like okay and you like start like you know you got like you run into it with everybody it's kind of like at that moment everyone listening is kind of just like like at the same time like everyone's just like okay like you know and so you're on that break with everybody and i think that 
you know, it's, it's weird because usually with shows you find, like I found even listening to other like friend shows and my own, it does evolve as like the episodes go on as far as like, you know, being able to, you know, not breathe into the microphone like this and be this close, you know, like doing like avoiding certain things. Like you just, you kind of evolve each episode, you know, like things not to do, but you kind of had that on lock already because you had, you know, podcasted before, but also I think you just had it structured so well, which is, still one thing that I don't do with the show. Um, but, you know, so I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it works. And like you said, I think that was just like a personal thing that he was expressing, which is, I guess, nice to tell you. But um, <laughs> like, the good news is he still listens. And uh, he actually told me that the page flipping has grown on him. And I'm like, that's fantastic that you still listen to it. And then I get a lot of other listeners saying that they love the page flipping. They love the idea. And this is how I structured it. I wanted it to seem like you're entering this zone where you're about to be told a horrific true crime story. And someone's telling you this, like when you were a kid and like your grandparents were reading to you before bed and they would flip the book page. Like that's how I wanted it. And I remember there was times when my grandma would be reading me a story and then she would stop and she'd want to just discuss what happened in it. More often than not, it wasn't like somebody getting their heads ripped off, but (laughs) it was like, what was the moral of this story? And so I guess I took it kind of from my grandma. (gasps) Thanks, grandma. Look at that. Incorporating reading comprehension early on. That's what I'm talking about. Uh She'd be so fucking proud of me. (laughs) No, she would because you're you're the structure and the, the way you get everybody to kind of stay locked in is like a real skill so it's it's good maybe this episode will turn into podcasters talking about podcasting that's a great episode oh my god we're so meta jesus Ooh. <laughs> we're, so, we're so edgy and meta i love it come after i us. had come a <laughs> so that's funny i had a uh i have to watch how i say this <laughs> i had my oh you don't spicy memories you say what you want oh it's spicy so i had my podcast crush tell me that my voice is very sexy oh. and to me that's just funny because this is just how i talk and i think i sound like a drone and i've said that before <laughs> but he said that like my episodes would sometimes scare him because of what i would talk about but my voice kept him locked in and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, I've also, <laughs> I've, I've told you a version of that before, too. It's a weird juxtaposition because you're listening to these, like, these truly, truly horrific things. <laughs> like, like, things that I have never heard before. But at the same time, you have a very kind of, like, steady, like, smooth, like, very sensual, like, voice. It's like, it's weird. It's a very weird juxtaposition, which is great. And I'm going to use that word as often as I can. Um, you know, it's just a great juxtaposition. Um, and so it, I, I don't know. I mean, I can totally see why that, that, uh, that's, that's a hook for some people. Cause it's, it's weird. It's like, it's almost like if somebody is like choking you, but then like smiling and also putting a pillow behind your head it's weird. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's like my, that was a weird like, analogy. I don't know why I thought of that, but you know what I'm trying to say? Like, <laughs> yeah, my podcast, my podcast is great for A&E specials right. and it's great for Pornhub. I was going to fantastic. <laughs> Basically, you have a BDSM podcast uh, <laughs> where you're the dumb. Uh, <laughs> do you know how hard it is to discuss someone like Richard Chase, the oh, last God. episode? Yeah, that was rough. And I remember thinking, this is it. This is the worst of the worst. I'm about to test my listeners in yeah. a way 
and see how they can take it. That was and rough. That was a, really, really rough. And I had a couple people say it was my voice that allowed them to feel comfortable listening to it. I'm like, okay, good. Because I've got way worse criminals than Richard Chase. But also, I think one thing that you do that not every single true crime podcast does is when you're describing those horrific things, like what Mr. Chase did, um, when you do take the breaks, you make it very clear that if people listening are feeling uneasy or uncomfortable, that's good. Like they should, like, absolutely. Like you're not advocating for this stuff at all. Like you're not, you know, so it's like, you make that very clear. Not every true crime podcast does that. They'll just tell you these things. And a lot of them are just trying to get people, you know, like off, like kind of off balance a little bit. So, you know, you do make it a habit, especially that last episode to be like these, like, if like, this is like rough, like if you, this is really, really rough, like, you know, so it almost makes you feel like, okay, about feeling so horrible about it. And it wasn't even, I mean, the stuff with the kids and the, and the babies really messes with me, but the stuff with the animals, like really, really has always like, since I was a kid, I was telling you, I think I, I think I messaged you after that. It was since I saw a C-spot run of that movie which they don't even show what actually happens but there's like a part where you see the silhouette of a dude like hitting him with a shovel or something like that and you hear like a little like yelp and okay literally I i have a true crime podcast and i know like every horror movie out there and i've never seen i have not seen spot run and yeah, it's, uh, it's but he i mean obviously he doesn't you know doesn't, well, i'm not gonna ruin it but yeah it's I'm just, not gonna watch it or oh, okay. ruin anything well he doesn't he doesn't kill him it's just it's you know he comes back at the end of the movie with like a bandage around one of his legs or something He's like, you know whatever everyone's happy but um i think i don't know i haven't seen it since i was a kid but i remember oh, seeing that as a child and being like and getting this feeling in the pit of my stomach and i remember saying this is the worst thing i've ever felt in my life like mm-hmm. literally watching that and since then i can watch all kinds of horror i've seen crazy shit surprisingly the stuff in movies that always bothers me it's not like the the later saw movies where it's just insane that stuff has never bothered me it's like if i watch somebody's like finger get broken i just freak out and i think it's because it's such relatable pain that you know what that feels like you know especially since i've broken all my fingers at least once some of them twice because i used to be a catcher in baseball so my fingers are literally like mangled it's hard to well nobody could see on here but you see how that pinky is like you know what i mean yeah, like my pinky's like that too. Yeah, it'll never. Yeah, that came from a me trying to, like, uh, some some idiot little league pitcher, chucked this ball towards the plate, and I was catching, and I did that thing that you see baseball catchers do, where I got on my knees and I went and tried to like scoop it, and the ball took a weird bounce and just went straight into my pinky, Ow. and just like completely broke it. Yeah, oh, I've gotten hit in the head in baseball uh, with a, like a fastball. It was it's it's been crazy. I've gotten as a catcher too. People used to hit me with their bats like horrible like people who would swing would like swing and like let it go a little bit and it would just whack my arm and like the glove and it was like it was nonstop. it is not a fun life being a catcher in baseball i give them a lot of credit so but i wasn't a real catcher too i was a little bitch i had those pads on the back of my legs that i that i sat on <laughs> like some of my some of my teammates used to give me shit because like like real catchers like pro like catchers you'll see some of them have those like pads in between like their calf and their like the back of their thigh there whatever that's called quad no not your quad what is that what is the back the hamstring what is the back of your thigh back of your thighs or hamstring there you go hamstring okay so in between your hamstring and your calf there's like a pad that you can just kind of like scooch on a little bit you know it's like a cushion and not every pro catcher uses those but i used to and i used to get some shit for it but i don't care whatever um little bitch little bitch yeah like (laughs) watching like fingers getting broken stuff like that that's always bothered me like more you know if i watch somebody get shot in the head i'm like 
if I really think about it, I'm like, well, it probably didn't hurt. I mean, it hurts for like a second and then you're just, you know, you don't have to worry about anything anymore ever. But um, like, like, why? <laughs> that was dark. But watching somebody get like their arm or finger broken, it's like such relatable pain because I've like been there. And I don't know. Or like watching things with like nails and stuff. It's like, I don't know. Or I'd like, like on the on the movie The Ring when that's like the nail that goes oh, through the finger. Fuck. No, 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 no. Yeah. Oy, the fingernail. And then hell. it like pushes the fingernail up. Oh God. Woof. Oh man, that oh god. I just got like a fucking chill over my body thinking of that. Wait. I don't think like... you heard me. I don't think you heard me. Yeah, because like the nail goes like through the, the fingertip oh, and then pushes. Such a, <laughs> such a dick. I'm gonna be thinking about this all fucking night now. Oh God, uh, fucking hangnail! I'm gonna see a hangnail, just freak out now. I'm gonna be like, oh, like I don't know what to do. That's actually a scene in a horror movie that gets me every time, and I always know it's coming. Is when someone's getting dragged across a floor and they try to grab the floor, and all and their the nails, nails break. Oh Christ! I know. It's just there's something about the nails. I don't know. It's like it's because you you can feel that pain. You know you, what that feels like. like yeah, you've gotten to the point where you pick off like a hangnail or something, and like you get that little bit of like, oh, like that's what it feels like if somebody was torturing me. Like, oh my God, you know, so. Noted. No, thank you, madame. But <laughs> so I don't know. So this is, uh, it's crazy. 2021 is about to end. We, uh, we all got, just got our, our Spotify wrapped, right? Yeah. You want to, you want to do a quick run through, through each of ours or. Uh... Yeah, I do. Because this is probably the greatest thing known to man, because probably about a month ago, I was working with my one coworker and he asked what my top genres of music are yeah and i told him i usually say like 50s music and alternative rock well according to spotify (laughs) i don't listen to that shit at all (laughs) really let me see my top there we go my top no motherfucker (sighs) i lost it when it said like it did your kind of movie thing where it was like if your life was a movie this would be your soundtrack yeah i can only find mine now if you go into spotify and you don't go in your library you got to hit home Hit the home yeah. button like twice. It should be under the review. Yeah, I have it. Oh, okay. Okay, let's let's, let's do this. I'm let's excited. Do this. All right. Well, ladies, go ahead. Ladies first. Go ahead. All right. All right. And action. I spent seventy one thousand six hundred and thirty three minutes listening to music, and that's wow. ninety. That's ninety five percent higher than most Canadian listeners. Yeah, it fucking is. Jesus Christ, seventy one thousand is insane. I think that's almost double yeah, I know. Minus. my god i listen to music all the time yeah i thought i did too but apparently not <laughs> no i actually really do so when it comes to podcast listening you're actually a bit of a pro oh, oh thank you oh thank you oh thank you very much it said that my anthem was astronaut in the ocean really yeah I was like, what all right <laughs> my Top song of 2021 was Ritual by Rita Ora. Really? Yeah, and I'm not not surprised. I listened to that song on loop. I would have thought Imagine Dragons, but all right. Yeah, Imagine Dragons did not make the list. Really? T- it didn't. Number two was Lightning Strike by Escape the Fate. You listen to Escape the Fate? I love Escape the Fate. Ever since I figured out they had a song called Ashley, yeah. My wife has seen them multiple times. She used to be a fan. And we saw them a few years ago when they started touring again, actually. I saw them live in New York City. Um, do, you was, pref- do you prefer Craig or Ronnie Radke? Who's, who's the new one? Craig. Yeah, I mean, I like the original music, but the show that we just watched, was, was, it, was, it, was, it was a good show. 
it's just it's 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 basically like the lead singer and then everyone else a lot of them are just like replaced basically but um but no it was it was actually a good show i mean because she i think she had listened to them in like high school when like 2000 well, let me put a year on it like 2007 eight like that escape the fate era right yeah and then same. we had and she it would we would listen to it on and off and then i think randomly in like 20 i want to say like 18 or even 2019 our friend was like yo guess who the fuck is playing a show at the bowery we're like who she's like escape the fate she's like shut the fuck up we're like are you serious like and so yeah we went went to the show it was amazing (laughs) we need to make that song ashley by escape the fate the theme song for this episode oh all right not 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 to take your fucking thunder but take in (laughs) (laughs) um making that down so my third song for 2021 Mm -hmm. was the greatest show by hugh jackman oh shit my number four song was The Other Side by Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> and number five was Astronaut in the Ocean. Wow. I didn't think, like, I myself thought I would have had other songs. Right. For, like, like, number one makes sense. I've listened to that song a shit ton. Right. But, yeah. What are your top songs? My top songs. Let me see if I go to my screenshots because the videos are taking too long. All right. So my top, top song. Um, is a song called Light Spots by K. Tronada. Uh, it's like an electric kind of electronic, not really dubstep. It's like a dance, electronic dance song, but it's very like, it's funky. I don't know how to explain it. It's like, um, that's your top song. I know. Right. It's weird. Um, but then the rest of it doesn't really make sense. Uh, so that's the top song and then the next one is real love baby by father john misty great fucking song um and then the third one is heart attack american by the bronx which is a very like it's a punk it's a punk band i fucking love the bronx uh the fourth one is holocene by uh by bonavir uh which i love bonavir so much and uh holocene is a great fucking song and it's off his self-titled album from 2011 and then the fifth song is another kind of like electronic kind of love song. It's called Fine Shrine by Purity Ring, which is weird because I feel like I have these targeted like electronic songs, but I really listen to like a lot of like classic like rap and like rock and like punk because I like was in punk bands and stuff. And so I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess they, they just, they were on repeat and I have like playlists that I always put them in and shit, but my top, so, what? Like what was your top genre then? My top genre, it says, was classic rock. Okay. Which makes no sense because there's no classic rock in my top songs. But my top artist, and I'm really proud of this, was Bo fucking Burnham. That was my top artist. I don't know who that is. Bo Burnham had that special inside that everybody's freaking out about um, on Netflix. I I don't know who that is. Okay. So really seven second synopsis, not seven, but whatever. Bo Burnham was a stand up comedian, right, for years. Um, he's been on shows. He's been in, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's acted. He was in that movie, uh, Promising Young Woman. Did you see that one? Where she nope. like, oh, you should. You of all people should. But anyway, Bo Burnham, he, in 2016, I want to say, or 15, he stopped playing live comedy. He stopped playing the theaters and shows because he was starting to have severe panic attacks on stage. And so he didn't perform live comedy for five years. And then finally in like January of 2020, he had worked on himself and gone to therapy and all this stuff. And he said, you know what? I think I'm ready. I've been hiding from the world. I want, I want to start doing shows again. 
And then like a month later, the pandemic happened. So for the next 12 months, he stayed in his house in one room. He shot, edited, recorded, and starred in this musical album that he made all about humans and like the internet and like the influence that it has on like everybody. And like, it's, it is depressing in such a relatable way and it is hilarious and it is the best hour and 20 minutes you will ever spend on Netflix. I'm not as even soon as you said, as soon as you said that he had like social anxiety or like, what do you have? I guess it, it might've been social anxiety. I don't know, but he had, he said he, he didn't specify. He just said he had, he was having severe panic attacks while he was on stage, like performing like, yeah. and he was, he, thought, Bo Burnham is huge. Bo Burnham was playing, you know, 5,000 seat theaters. Like he was playing huge venues. And so that's why he stopped performing live altogether for like four years, five years. I thought you were going to say, and then he like decided to go into therapy and start a podcast. Cause that's uh, what we all do. I fucking wish. No, he still hasn't even talked publicly about inside. It came out in like May and it became, he got nominated for fucking Grammys and like gold and like Emmys and shit. And, um, it was literally everyone's posting him as like his number one like he has millions and millions and millions of streams on the album that he released and yeah he's my top artist which is amazing because the ins the album inside that he released on spotify i just couldn't stop listening to it my top artists the top five this seems a little more up my alley this makes more sense to me so the top one obviously is bo burnham because i listened to inside probably like 50 something times uh number two is bon Iver, who i love three is sublime of course Four is the Bronx, that punk band from L.A., not the Bronx, ironically. And number five is the late, great MF Doom, one of the most influential rappers, lyricists in the last 30 fucking years. And uh, he died late 2020, and his family didn't even specify why. He was, like, 49 years old. He never, like, really showed his face. He always had, like, that Spartan mask on. I don't know if you ever saw that rapper. He was, like... It's hard to see in the camera. Nobody can see. He always had that mask on. Um, right. Right. So, and he would always rap like that. His raps were um, amazing. He just died in late 2020. And uh, yeah, that was my, uh, that was my, my rap. It says my aura too was cozy and melancholy. And I'm like, I feel like that's not true. <laughs> I was like, my aura was peaceful and energetic. It's like, all right, let's just juxtaposition that one. There you go. Peaceful and energetic. Talk about giving you a mind fuck. Jesus H peaceful energy it makes no goddamn sense wait but, there was one that said your top artists yeah if you go through mine i got it said uh, my top songs and then after my top songs was i think your audio aura and then after the audio aura was your top artist and then after the top, it's like the second to the last one i got my top five artists hold up you listen to 1096 different artists but things got pretty serious with this one <laughs> Oh, fuck yeah! What? Backstreet Boys! Oh my god. That's your top artist? No fucking shame. Since the 90s, baby. <laughs> I am loyal as fuck. No, I, the Backstreet Boys are dope. I was never... I was always more Backstreet Boys than NSYNC. Rather oh yeah. They're, they're just they're two totally different boy bands. I don't care what anybody says. Your number one Spotify playlist of the year was This Is Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Oh my god! I had no idea you had that kind of dedication for them. That's amazing. Oh man, you have no idea. Thank heaven for Kevin. <laughs> oh god. So, what were your top podcasts? Don't worry, I know I'm not going to be in it, but I thank you. 
You were actually. Uh, hold what? On. I took a screenshot of the podcast one. Hey, if I'm saying this, and some of these people are going to get free shout outs. That's true. I expect one back. <laughs> you did what you had to do. Uh, everyone trying to figure out NFTs, song on rotation, deserve a playlist, as long as your skincare routine, fuck you. Uh, in a year like 2021, if your music, music is a vibe check, always understood the assignment. What does that mean? Um, this is like, this is, this is insane. This is what everyone has gone through. They're literally trying to like navigate their way through their Spotify wrapped. Uh, we're talking through and playing music. Okay. Where the fuck? Oh, okay. There was one podcast that lived in your head rent-free all year long. And it was the Dave Chang show. Yeah, all right, that, that makes sense. So David Chang, as I probably have mentioned on, oh, I don't know, every fucking podcast episode is one of my favorite people of all time. Not just because he's, he was a great chef who created, you know, Momofuku, uh, which was a, like revolutionary and basically like casual fine dining where like he wanted to make really good like fine dining style food, but not make people feel like they needed to go into like a fancy restaurant with white tablecloths and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has a show called the Dave Chang show and it's mainly food, but it's also just kind of him. They have all episode about, you know, my opinion is fact where he just lists random shit. Um, and he also is thinking about the future of food a lot. Like he has a Hulu show out right now called the next thing you eat. And it's about where food's going to be in like 20 years. And so he's always talking about like the evolution of where we're going to be and like beef production, like all that shit. And so he actively always is trying to show people the future options with like, where we're going to be with food, which is kind of awesome because for people who are like 65, I can understand maybe them not giving a shit about it, but people like our age, you know, need to care about this because we're going to have to deal with this when we're like 50. So it's like, it's cool to listen to somebody like that. My top podcasts says when it comes to podcast listening, you're actually a bit of a pro. Me too. Me too. Uh, your top podcasts, uh, Dave Chang show, number one recipe club, which is his other show. Third one says Spicy Memories, which is really conceited. I'm sorry. <laughs> Your own podcast. Oh, I listen to every fucking episode after I after I don't I listen. I listen to my episode once for editing, right. and I can't listen to it again. I hate my voice. <laughs> well, I hate mine too, but I do it for posterity. Number four is Girls Night Out. Um, number five is Lullaby the Fear Podcast. You made my is top it? five. Yeah, look, look, look. Oh, my God. Look at that. I made two of your top five podcasts. Hell fucking yeah, you did. You're on there twice. And one of them is me. You and I take up like literally three fifths of this entire list. Like this but is I crazy. T- but I take up two fifths. So. T- <laughs> yes. You take up, uh, you take up 40% of my top five. There you go. I, this, this is that moment I get when people. Oh, You're just overwhelmed, right? You're overcome with emotion. It feels so good to be <laughs> finally appreciated. <laughs> And then did you do the, did you know that the Spotify for podcasters, did you get that, um, did you get that email where they all, they also did a wrapped? Yes, I did. Yeah. So I don't know if you have yours screenshotted or pulled up. Um, I can run through mine. Do you have to uh, log into the anchor app? No, no, no. I just got it through my email and then I think it's on, on Spotify. But what I love is that the first slide said your show made some new friends in new places. You got your first streams in Canada. <gasps> that would be me. That's Look. me. Literally. Wow. Amazing. So that, and then after that, it said, you had some impressive growth this year. My hours went up 997%. My streams increased by 634%. Followers increased by 283%. And listeners increased by 238%, which is pretty dope. Um, Apparently, there's nine people that listen to my podcast more than any other podcast. 
apparently. Oh, that's, which is that's kind cool. Of cool. Uh, it says 37% of your fans listen to you between 11 a.m. and 5 p.m., making it the most popular time. Um, your podcast is high on their to-do list. And then it says that I released 1,299 minutes of content across 15 episodes. What the fuck is this? So it's pretty crazy. Yeah, this was just – this was on the web. I'm looking at my screenshot. It wasn't oh, on Spotify. Have, oh, we have to log on to Anchor, you're saying. No, no, no. I got it through my email because it's not Anchor. It's Spotify for podcasters. I think Anchor may have done their wrapped too because oh. that's Spotify. Donde esta? <laughs> Donde esta Spotify para... What is it? Hold on. Donde esta Spotify para podcaster? Uh, wow, that's pretty good. Okay, yeah. hang on. Habla right. español poquito. ¿no? <laughs> Habla español como niño. Para mí está bien, you know? Like... <laughs> okay, I got to log on. Don't fuck me up. Yeah. Like... Comprende muy español, but, you know, habla español un poquito. You know, like, I, I, I understand it a lot more than, than I, like, I can hear somebody speaking Spanish, and I can kind of pull out what they're saying. Yeah. But I cannot speak it that fast, and I, and I trip over my words, and I sneak in Italian words and English words. I just, I fuck up all the time. I speak Spanish. It's my first language, and when I hear a man speak Spanish, I melt. Like, what really? the fuck? it's like being raised on spaghetti and when i see spaghetti i still want it oh man i haven't had spaghetti in so long you just made me really want spaghetti i love spaghetti Mm. what what well something's not correct okay let's try this and while ashley is pulling this up uh I'll, i'll i'll cut this in i know there's a little plug in the beginning but I actually genuinely want to say, I think Anchor is one of the best things that has come around in a very, very long time. I mean, I was one of those people that I literally, and I say this all this stupid shit in my fucking ad for Anchor, but I don't care. I literally was paying for SoundCloud. I was paying like fucking like 14 bucks a month. And then when I wasn't recording for like, I don't know, five months uh, at the end of 2020, like there was like a death in the family. And I was like, you know, what? I don't feel like recording anything. I stopped paying monthly. And after, like, I don't know, a few weeks, they just took down, like, most of my episodes <laughs> because I wasn't paying monthly all of a sudden. So there were only, like, three of my episodes available. So really? I had to – yeah, so I had to continue paying for SoundCloud just so that my episodes were up. And then Anchor got released, and I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, oh, my God. And it's owned by Spotify. Like, they literally made it easy for anybody to actually start a podcast if they want to because I think they realized that that was a trend that was happening where, you know, schmucks like me come along, and they're just like, oh, I think I should have a podcast. People want to hear what I have to say. And it made life very, very easy to start a podcast. So this is not necessarily a plug. Uh, They're not paying me to say this. I don't give a shit. But if you want to start a podcast, like if you're listening to me, if you listen to Ashley and you are like, you know, I think I, I, I think I could do this if I really wanted to, then just get, just get anchor, you know, just get anchor. Anything you put your mind to. You can record on anchor. You can edit. It's amazing. Now they can pay me because I said all that. So yeah, now now they can. <laughs> now they can. Let me give me my fifteen cents. Um, <laughs> <laughs> give me my fifteen cents for every thousand people that hear that ad. <laughs> I know. I remember when I had to do the ad. I just remember thinking, "Who the fuck wants to listen to this?" I know. Oh my god! I, when I heard myself doing an ad for the first time, I was like, "I don't like this." <laughs> it's like this sounds like, like I'm used to hearing like Bill Burr do ads. Like you know, you listen to Bill Burr at all. No. All right. So he's a stand-up comic, and he's got something called the Monday Morning Podcast with Bill Burr. Wow, are you? And he starts like that, right? And 
he does these ads for like ZipRecruiter, but he like is just such a dick that he just Zip runs through the ads. He's like, all right, today as a sponsor, we got Zip Recruiter. Just like, and he's like goes through the whole ad list just like that. And it's fucking amazing. So these places loved you the most. Canada. Thank you. Yeah. Mexico, the United Kingdom, and Sweden. What the fuck? Where's the US? I don't know. But yeah, I do have... It, one thing that I thought was strange was when I initially started my podcast, my higher percentage of like my audience was from Canada, which made total sense. Well, yeah. And then the United States, you guys got in there and yeah, it boosted it because 53% of my listeners are from the United States. I'd like to think, and not to, not to, not to, not to toot my own metaphorical horn here, um, I like, would like to think that I may have been the first person on U.S. soil to hear Lullaby, though. Oh, I would love to start this. Because I think that I, I know for a fact, you told me, you were telling me when you were setting it up, you yep. were keeping me posted on stuff, you and I were talking, and then you launched it, and I listened to it as soon as it was released. Like, and so I would, I would be willing to bet at least, at least one of my testicles that I that – <laughs> I may have been the first person on U.S. soil to hear your podcast. So put that in your Spotify wrapped and smoke it. How about that? You actually probably would be. I I actually think I agree with you now. You. Look at that. And if I'm wrong, I'm going to be massively depressed for like two weeks. We're never going to be able to find out. You never know. (laughs) Kyle's going to come out of the woodwork like, fuck you, man. Like, like, I'm I'm down in Florida. I've been listening. Oh, Um, it says that. Oh, no, go back. 38% 38% of my listeners listen to my podcast. Oh, stop moving. 38 fans listen to you, listen to you more than any other podcast. That's fucking awesome. Where the fuck did I get that number from? You got almost 40 people who only, who listen to yours above every other podcast. Those are the ones that don't want to pay for porn. <laughs> Yeah, the people who open their closets and they're like, you know what? Not going to use the news tonight. I'm going to listen to Lullaby. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> oh, God. Put I'll the strap that. on away. Put the strap on away. No pegging tonight. I got, I got Jonestown. <laughs> like, yeah, man. <laughs> oh, God. Put the enchiladas on because daddy's home. Daddy's home. <laughs> <laughs> so this is something very interesting i'm gonna plug okay. for a second here let plug, me plug plug away plug away so because if you haven't listened to my podcast it is a true crime horror paranormal themed genre podcast where i go into dark psychology of the world's most horrific crimes and explain and teach you guys a couple things to understand the mindset of serial killers because as a forensic psychologist which is going to be my future career I want everyone to understand why fucking crazy people do crazy things. And it all starts as a child. So with that being said, I feel like I just fucking, I wasn't plugging my own episode, but I (laughs) kind of ended up doing it. But the point of that was at the end of my episodes, I always do a never ending quest for a truly scary movie. Uh, Yes. You always try to find good. You give great recommendations to people and you, tell people to recommend ones to you that and then i watch it and then you watch them yeah because it takes so much to scare me i'm so fucking desensitized it's awful so 
I was able to find a horror social media platform that is pretty much, I'm trying to think of a, because I, I tell you that I watch a lot of horror movies on Shudder, which is a horror right, yeah. stream. It's a horror streaming website. So right. Shudder is to Netflix as Slasher is to Instagram. Got you. So Slasher I'm, is like the Instagram. It's like a social media for like horror, horror freaks. Yeah. Well, I just started an account on there and I'd like to thank that for like my blow up because as soon as I posted my podcast on there, my numbers jumped. Yeah, that's because... like fucking porn for people on there. Are you kidding me? That's amazing. So I'm like, yeah, this is a true crime horror podcast where I delve into dark psychology and people are like, what's this? Boner. <laughs> literally. Like, showing. Showing. Because literally, and- you're also not doing people that have like Netflix documentaries. You know what I mean? Like, you're not doing like the mainstream serial killers that everybody knows. So it's literally new content for so many people, you know? And even if you do one that's pretty well known, you're diving into stuff that has never really been like heard in that kind of an explanation, you know? Like, and that's, yeah, I agree. Like, I'm sure that there are people in the world who have heard of, um, you know, um, um, uh, the Dietloff pass, right? Uh, is that how you pronounce it, right? Uh, yeah. Dietloff pass. Yeah. But the detail that you went into, no one has like heard that in a show before. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, so yeah, I mean, like I said, on a platform like that, if you post it, it's like fucking porn for people. It's crazy. I know, because I was actually contemplating doing an episode on a popular case just because, like, oh God, I fucking hate Ted Bundy. <laughs> Fuck. But I know. Really? I, 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 know, I, know, you, I didn't know you I fucking him. hate Ted Bundy, then. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember the live believe me that was that was related to the world that you despise ted bundy i fucking hate ted bundy i won't do an episode on ted bundy unless i get a huge plethora of people saying ted bundy ted bundy but i'm not i'm not doing it no on you know what own, not on should, my own will you should put out an episode of ted bundy ted bundy and make it 40 minutes straight of you just on a loop saying fuck ted bundy fuck ted bundy Fuck, Pretty and just soon, make it a fucking devil loop that just plays for like 45 minutes. Pretty soon, I'm gonna have enough audio of me just expressing my hatred for Ted Bundy to Where have you could put a whole episode. An episode. <laughs> you have like a 25 minute episode, like times I said I hated Ted Bundy. Because <laughs> I know that there's things that are in like his case file that a lot of people don't know. Yeah. And it's just because of how fucking awful it really was. And I want people to know that stuff because then maybe I won't fucking have a crush on them anymore. You psychos. Yeah, I know. Seriously. That, that, that always, I don't know. Like I, I, I understand why people back in the day maybe did, you know, at the time, but like now, like no fucking Jesus. And I beg to differ what your statement earlier. I think I could successfully scare you maybe, or at least, throw you off i feel like if i did an entire episode between the two of us and i just talked like ed kemper the entire time i feel like eventually it would it would it would creep into your brain a little bit you know what i mean i don't get scared Chris. not scared maybe maybe that would just be a little off-putting you know your your edmund kemper is pretty on par Thank i will admit that I, I appreciate that 
I, uh, well, it's, yes. it's, it's crazy, too, because I've watched real interviews <laughs> with him, and then I watched, obviously, Mindhunter. And aside from the fact that the actor, who I'm forgetting his name, he was fucking brilliant. And he got him down so perfectly, like his mannerisms, like the pauses when he speaks, like the position, like how he was sitting, his posture. Like, if you watch old interviews with him, it literally is fucking dead on. They like, have a, um, a clip on YouTube where you can watch side-by-sides where they take, like, Richard Speck um all those guys that were on Mindhunter right. next to interviews with the actual people and right. it's crazy like they went for it with casting oh yeah oh yeah they really because they needed to because that's why i'm so fucking pissed that that show was on hiatus but now there's talks that it might come back and it's, it's coming like, back when is it's it coming, coming back? back 2023 i'm assuming 2023 oh, God. so you gotta wait christopher we blew through those first two seasons and it started to get really good. And then I remember my wife texted me one day when I was at work and it was just like an article thing. And it says, said like Mindhunter on hiatus. I was like, fuck. I was like, I was, like, I was just getting into that fucking show. Oh, Bastards. God. Bastards. But I don't know. Fucking, I don't know. I feel like, um, I don't know. So, all right, while we're, while we're in that realm, all right, I did have something written down that I was curious about. Um, Dinner with a Killer. Okay. If you could sit down, and I think I asked you this on the live, if you could sit down and have dinner with one serial killer, mass murderer, historical figure, anything like that. Um, well, actually, you know what? Hold on. Fuck that. We already did. We, we, we can do a killer if you want, but how about this? Let's broaden it up a little bit. Any historical figure at all, dead or alive, and I'm not talking, there doesn't have to be any sexual conquest, but there certainly could be. You know, you want to fucking slam it with Abe Lincoln, you certainly can. But what I'm saying is dinner, <laughs> he's got the height, you know what I'm saying? Big shoes, big socks. Um, big hat. Big hat, big hat. He was hiding his head boner. Um, but I'm just saying dinner with any historical figure, dead or alive, that you could sit down with for like an hour and a half, have a nice slow meal, something that, you know, you can just easily kind of eat, like maybe like a pasta dish, like nothing too messy, and just sit down and talk with somebody for that long. Who would it be? It could be a serial killer. It could be someone who you've just always had a crazy interest in anybody i would love to have dinner with uh fried yeah yeah i'd want just like the the creator of like psychoanalyzing people yeah it'll be like him and jacques lacan just sitting there fucking making you question everything in your life but for people who want a more interesting answer um (laughs) i don't know on the live i said richard ramirez and i kind of had time to think about that by myself (laughs) And I think I'd kind of want to have dinner with Richard Ramirez. <laughs> so you had time to think about it, and you still agree that you would want to have dinner with Richard Ramirez. <laughs> because for my own crazy mindset, I think he would think I was a babe. I think that the best quote I've ever heard in my life was you on our live saying, no, no, no. Like, you know, before, like, you know, the meth teeth and stuff, like, oh, those locks, those beautiful locks. Daddy. like you literally you just started like going off and i'm just like i really just heard that i have to remember that that's like burned into my brain for the rest of my fucking life jesus christ i'm not glamorizing serial killers but if i had a gun to my head and i had to go to dinner with one of them it would be richard ramirez in his younger more strapping luxurious hair days yeah, <laughs> bro had flow <laughs> now if you had to have one let's do it for you let's do a serial killer one serial killer who would cook dinner for you. No threat of you dying, like no arsenic or anything, the poisoning, no cyanide, whatever. One serial killer who could cook you a meal and that you could eat. 
I mean, mine, obviously, because of his skill and technique, uh, would be Albert Fish, just because I know that he knows flavor. But, like, so for you, who, <laughs> who, um, listen back to episodes, to Ashley's last episode, if you want to get that reference. Um, oh, God. But uh, for you, who would be a killer that you would let cook you dinner? Let cook me dinner. That's not a fucking sentence. Who you would let cook dinner for you. There you go. Woof. Surprisingly. All the uh, serial killers where we have information on the fact that they may be a good cook are cannibals. So that kind of sideswipes that one a bit. I don't really want to go that direction. I mean, it would be more you know, like... I, I'm sorry. I, As a Latino, I'm going to say, I bet you Richard Ramirez can make a sweet taco. You think? I don't could, know. I think he could whip out some arroz con gondules, maybe? Like something like that, you know? Ah, uh, papi, guacamole. <laughs> it's like I made you some mole sauce. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, it's like okay. what's for dinner tonight? Tonight is tacos birria. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like tacos birria. Um, I'm not sure. Like probably i hate to say it probably albert fish because like when he says that recipe on how to eat that child it was probably pretty decent but don't tell me it's a child right no he wouldn't tell you that he would just tell you it's rump roast i don't like that either (laughs) fucking amber that was my friend amber during our live said that i was like i was explaining what it was and then i was like oh it was the you know the rear end of a child that was slowly roasted with like onions and bacon she was like "Mm, rump roast like jesus christ Oh, that fucking live was insane. Oh, my God. We got to start recording our lives and just make those special episodes. I know. I think I'm just going to take up all the space on my phone and just hit a screen record because that's the only way to make sure that it just goes directly on my phone. (laughs) It's just so funny. Oh, God. So I don't know. All right. If you, all right. So let's, 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 let's divert away from our, our evenings with these gentlemen for a second. If you, from this last year, all this podcasting, all the research you've done, all the episodes and stuff, I, I was thinking about this for myself, and I was curious how you thought. What would you say would be the one thing that you really learned about yourself? Like, one thing that you, through this whole process, maybe even something you knew but just kind of, like, kind of confirmed it a little bit or, or not, something new that you learned about yourself through all the research, all the episodes – you know, something that maybe you even surprised yourself a little bit with, if there is anything, or are you just rocking it and you're just like, oh, fuck yeah, daddy. It's just like, you know, like, so. I probably need therapy. <laughs> I think that's applicable to a lot of us, but yeah. <laughs> but in all honesty, I realized that I'll, you asked, you asked me, therefore okay. I am not being narcissistic because you asked me. <laughs> Here I go. Right. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with self-confidence. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking say it. Yeah, but you're not wrong. There is nothing wrong I, with self-confidence. I learned that I am fucking smart, man. <laughs> well, yeah, that didn't need to be a huge revelation, though. I think we all kind of understand that. Like... But now I have the confidence to say, like, I'm fucking intelligent. And they always say that truly intelligent people don't say how intelligent they are. But I was asked, bruh. Or... Do truly intelligent people have such a high IQ that they're able to step back and understand that on a scale compared to the rest of humanity, they are on above that level. So being able to identify that at a higher IQ and operating level, like mentally, is what makes you that smart. 
However, you want to rationalize it, baby. Because there's. <laughs> what the fuck? I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that 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 that's a valid theory, right? Like if you're if you like obviously there's two sides of that. There's the people that are just so narcissistic that they're just like fuck yeah, dude, I know everything. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about well, like your level, like operating at such a high like mental level and like knowing you have like a higher IQ and like all that stuff to where you're able to understand like. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm on the scales of like being intelligent. I'm, I'm definitely up there. You know, I mean, I, I feel like you know, I'm very good at judging the psychology of criminals, and that yeah. was where, like, from doing this podcast, especially, I noticed it when I did the D out love pass, because when I went back and re-listened to that episode, because when I went, because whenever I go off book, that's when I, I stop while I'm recording. Well, I stop telling the story while I'm recording and I go, okay, let's really dis- dissect this. Let's talk about this. And then my mind kind of goes on this wormhole right. and I'm always scared of what will come out of my mouth during these <laughs> wormholes because I don't want to get canceled and I don't want to piss someone off, but it's 2021, almost 2022. I'm going to piss at least someone off. So with that out of the door, I love I love going back and hearing what I said in that sense. Like I hate listening to my recordings, but I love hearing my mind work because okay. I don't hear that. You know right. what I mean? No, I understand that. Okay. So when you, I did you don't the, get to hear like the process. Yeah. Okay. So when I, when I listen to the Dietlov pass, when I stop it and I completely try to cross reference and analyze all of the possible conspiracies and I can talk about one, cancel it out because of a fact from another and just go into that prosecutor mindset. I love that. And I was, yeah, it's like your, your minds, you're, you're firing off different kinds of signals. You know, you're operating on like a different kind of level and it's nice to be able to see that process afterwards. To listen I was, I was, to that process. I was very confident after that episode. I was like, damn, you're spitting facts. bitch." Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think, I think a lot of it too, the reason that you can be that confident with that is like I said earlier, you have so much like structure and planned out and research and notes that you, you, you know, the direction that you're going, which, you know, like I, I don't ever. In fact, I'll, I like in the words of Michael Scott, sometimes I start a sentence and I don't even know where I'm going. Like it's literally like, that's literally 90% of my show and you're the exact opposite. So it's easier to dissect and listen to that process when you have everything laid out like that, I think, you know, and so you've you've kind of done a lot of the prep work ahead of time, but not just that you've set yourself up to be able to work through that process more you know easily, mm-hmm. which is nice. Like right now, I'm doing Alcatraz, mm, and I am excited for Alcatraz. I was trying. So there's so much in Alcatraz. Like each prisoner of Alcatraz could have a lullaby episode. So I mean, maybe with with what I'm doing, I have it well. If you listen to the episode, I, it's going to be out on Monday. It will be. So I'm doing it. I'm hoping, crossing my fingers, that it was going to be two episodes. Okay. I said three because I wasn't sure. Because whenever I choose, because I knew Alcatraz was going to have, there's the battle of Alcatraz. There's the escape of Alcatraz. There's the attempted escapes from Alcatraz. There's all the suicides. There's all like Al Capone, which by the way, all you Scarface fans are going to be really disappointed when you hear about Al Capone. I'm sure. Little, 
little bitch. Yeah, Anyways. He didn't, uh, yeah, well, we won't get into it, but yeah, I've heard. <laughs> so when I, I basically said, all right, it might just be three episodes and just say fuck it, or I'm going to try and condense it into two longer episodes, kind of like Jim Jones. Okay. But it's going to be definitely multi-part. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to release them on the same day. Oh, okay. So I'm going to do part one of Alcatraz, oh, yeah. part two. Netflix, but, I like that. Yeah, but I'm going to release them on the same day. Because there's another crime that I want to get to, and I want that to come out soon. So, I, Well, I am very excited. I've been to Alcatraz, not inside, but I, I was there and I saw it. And even even being on the boat, like going around it, like in that like little bay, it's just, it's fucking, it's weird even just to like look at and it's like a terrifying like Azkaban fucking vibe. Like it's literally like, literally what it like what it is. Like it's it's just this crazy, creepy, isolated rock that is in the middle of these like of this choppy water that is like freezing most of the time. And I am so excited to hear the actual stories from there. And there's got to be. I was thinking about this. I I texted you this, but I was also kind of half serious. There has to be someone who was in Alcatraz, who is still alive, right? Like oh. somebody who was in like their twenties or something at the time, who's probably fucking, I don't know, 80 or something now, but like, there's gotta be somebody who was alive and in Alcatraz and who's alive now. Right. Uh, most likely because there was a thousand, a thousand plus total inmates that were at Alcatraz in the time frame that it was open. Right. And it closed what in like the sixties, right? Yeah, so I'm not at that part yet because I'm going through every prisoner right now. Jesus. Well, correction. Every prisoner that has something bad in their report file. And that's another reason why this episode is taking longer. (laughs) Because I know a lot of the stories, but when you're going into it, for example, have you seen Escape from Alcatraz with Clint Eastwood? No. 1979 Clint Eastwood did escape from Alcatraz and it's it's really good it's good I highly recommend it um and there's facts in it that are not accurate but it's for movies right and that is interesting so if you've seen it and then you listen to this episode of my podcast you're like those bastards (laughs) is the like just Clint Eastwood and someone's like you need to escape and he goes it's just uh, like, there was one part where uh one of they're having dinner in the mess hall and this one character starts kind of like talking about how they don't have tv or anything in alcatraz and how movies suck because they're all just westerns and clint eastwood like does the look like you fucker <laughs> that's actually kind of amazing <laughs> it was really funny and all you ladies out there or um guys who like butts too because you know i'm not judging you get to see clint clint eastwood's booty really ah not mad i wonder if it was really him or a butt double which oh that was him because no one would no one would want to fake that tan line (laughs) jesus christ well now i have to see clint eastwood's ass i guess even though somehow over the years his belt has gotten higher and his ass has disappeared so i'm into that he tightens his belt above his belly button now it's crazy he wears like skin tight shirts Ugh, woof. he's a uh, he's something else clint eastwood have you seen his son holy hell no he is my new celebrity crush really 
Yeah. Google him. I didn't even know he had a son. He is a beautiful man. You don't know everybody offhand, by the way, do you? I hope not. There, I got it. Hold on. Clint Eastwood's son. There we go. Clint Eastwood. Scott Eastwood. Whoa. Right? Look at that fucking jawline. Hey, I can't. I can't. I get an amen up in Jesus, here. Jesus, you could break rocks on that face. Wow, he literally looks like his fucking dad. Yeah, I'm hot. Jesus H. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, he was. Oh, okay. He was in like American Sniper. Uh, he briefly appeared in Gran Torino. Okay, he was in Fury. Um, he was in The Longest Ride. How nice. Um, oh, he, oh, he starred in The Longest Ride. That was him in The Longest Ride. He was. He starred seen along it. with uh, Britt Robertson. It's Nicholas, oh, Nicholas Sparks novel. And then, oh, he played in Fast and the Furious. He was in Overdrive. And uh, in 2018, he starred in Pacific Rim Uprising. Okay. Yeah, some, there you go. So Got some good credits. Clint Eastwood's son, you guys. Jump Killing on it. it. Jump it. on it. Well, you know, sometimes I look at my son and I just say, uh, that's good. So, God, uh, can, you imagine, Chris, can you imagine Thanksgiving dinner at their house? He'd be like, could you pass the turkey? Oh, I'll pass <laughs> you the fucking stuffing. Everyone's just exhaling the whole time. It's like different tones of exhales the whole night. The carbon dioxide meter is just going crazy. <laughs> just like it's all exhales. Oh god. <laughs> Clint Eastwood, the one thing that he's I mean, he's 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 a he's a, he's a good filmmaker. He just some of his recent more recent films for me as a film student and as a as an ex, you know, Clint Eastwood fan. Like I loved million dollar baby right i thought that was like great not a great not a happy story but um amazing film but like i don't know like gran torino and like the mule and like stuff like that like some of his films sometimes just get very kind of repetitive what i'm sorry i'm laughing because you said ex clint eastwood fan like you dumped him like like he's fully aware that I am no longer a full Clint Eastwood fan. <laughs> we are through. We are through, Clint. <laughs> Clint. Um, I always have problems pronouncing the T. It's always I say Clint Eastwood. Like Sorry, that's my I've, I've never been like, oh, have you? Seen? No, who the fuck? Like even his wife, who just says Clint, Clint. Like Clint. it's no. Oof. Even you're married to Clint Eastwood. His name. You say is Clint, Clint Eastwood. Eastwood. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Mr. Eastwood. Do we have any? You know, she just calls him Mr. Eastwood. Um, he's a, I don't, he's, he's a weird character. Cause like, then he did Jersey boys and that I fucked me up it. because Jersey boys, was a great Broadway show. And it was the tr- story of Frankie Valley in the four seasons, you know, coming from New Jersey and becoming one of the biggest groups in fucking history. And it was just weird that of all people, Clint Eastwood was like, I want to take that and I want to adapt it into a film. And you know, I'm I'm keen on musicals. I love it as it is, but especially when it's a musical of like Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons, like oh what a night, just like all you know, singing all these amazing songs. And the cast was great. He got people that were actually in productions of Jersey Boys, like the lead, like the guy that played Frankie Valli, was the original Broadway Frankie Valli, who like was there when it was nominated for like Tonys and shit. So he got him to act in the film. So it was like it was great. Um, but I don't know. It's just some of his more recent films they get very like repetitive like that Gran Torino was like hard for me to get through because he was just like so racist against Koreans the entire time and it was just like it was so like repetitive like this young like Korean kid's trying to be like friends with him he was just like get out of my house toad he's like my name is Tao he's like okay toad just like the whole the whole film is just like him being that much of a dick and 
I don't know. It's just, it's so yeah, but he overall in his career, I will give him credit. He was, he has done brilliant fucking shit, you know, like, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly, which is, yeah, no, he was, he was in the good, bad and the ugly, right? Yeah, obviously. Um, that and the man who shot Liberty Valance are like two of my favorite Westerns ever. And the man who shot Liberty Valance is my favorite. And if you haven't seen it um, by Mr. Ford, uh, you, you, John Ford, you cert- certainly should. Because the Manish Liberty Balance was done in 1959, and it was kind of like at the end of like the golden era of like quote unquote westerns, or at least John Ford style westerns. So like we that was like a huge thing we covered in class. I took a whole class just on the western, and Yikes. in school. And so we watched, but we but it was weird. She like the first film she started with was like Brokeback Mountain, and she was oh. like she was like this is a western, and I need you to tell me why. And it's weird because cowboy hats. Yeah, you'd think. Um, <laughs> that was the stupidest thing I've ever said. <laughs> no, it's a, it's it's weird because it's like, I don't know. I never thought about it as a Western. And then you watch it and you're like, you know, it's a love story more than anything else. But really, it's got all the classic motifs of Western films. Like it's got okay. the strong silent type and it's got these beautiful landscapes and these crazy wide shots that Ang Lee shot in like Wyoming. Like, you know, just like amazing like views and shit and montana wyoming he's got these like amazing like mountain landscapes in the film which i'm sure you've seen it um and like so it's weird we watched that and then we watched um the revenant from 2015 with leo won him filmed the in Beth. fuck yeah and uh they filmed in a, they filmed in canada they filmed in argentina and one other place that was on location and that was all in natural light oh right? can i can i can i tell you something funny about this one you could tell so, me something about this one okay so fucking leonardo i love i say it like that fucking guy yeah, fucking leonardo so he came down to film the revenant right and they built a set down in canmore and when you go to climb certain mountains you drive by it all the time right so whenever i have like a friend i'm like yeah that's where leonardo DiCaprio was so leo being okay i am not like i'm fully aware of climate change okay i'm not here to start a fight right. but as a canadian I'm going to say this. Leo came down and he started filming The Revenant. And we were having an El Nino. Okay. Like we, okay. this was, it was in our almanac. We, this is the thing. Well, he starts freaking like chicken littling the whole scenario, saying basically, I've lived through like the worst climate change, whatever. I'm going to get so many people. Don't message me. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to hear your shit. But, anyways. Yeah, he comes and then he starts telling the whole world that this huge, really bad climate change is coming because he's experiencing it while filming The Revenant in Banff, Canada. Meanwhile, I'm in Banff, Canada. And as like I'll tell you this right now, it was El Nino. Really? Yeah, it was. <laughs> Fuck off. But, but, see, here's the thing. Climate change is a thing. And like, I, like I'm fully aware of that. But, uh. In this instance, Leo, it wasn't. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> and that is coming from first-hand Canadian who was in the area, ladies and gents. That's like saying, that's like me going to like Nevada and saying, there's a drought. <laughs> <laughs> like going to California, like, did you people know about fucking earthquakes? Well, let me clue yeah. you in. Let that's exactly me, what it is. That would be- you in. 
that would be me where I live on a, like an area of a tectonic plate that barely has earthquakes. We have been getting them down in Banff though, but they're very minute in comparison to the States. So, yeah, exactly. And then going to like, yeah, California and then experiencing an earthquake and then being like chicken little, <laughs> like the sky is falling. The sky is falling. <laughs> That's what he fucking did. Oh, Leo, God. I love you. Except for that. He saw an opportunity. He took it. He fucking <laughs> took it. He took that shit and made a field goal, man. Absolutely. Like, but I can't believe it was filmed that close to you. That's fucking amazing. Jesus. Yeah, I was there when he was filming it. That's fucking amazing. That the film I will say, the filming all right, so a little you you know this about me and my listeners and my friends know this about me. I went to film school and I had to write a thesis and a lot of my thesis was about um two films. And it was about Birdman, and it was about The Revenant, both because they were both were directed by Alejandro Inaratu, and the cinematographer was Emmanuel Lubezki, otherwise known as Chivo, which is Spanish for goat. It's his nickname, and the two of them together make I, I don't I don't know how to put it, it visual porn. That's the only way to say that's the only way to say it. Like Birdman with Michael Keaton. Did you see that? Do you remember that from like 2014? No, because I immediately thought of the Birdman of Alcatraz. That's okay. where my mind went. So Birdman is about this guy trying to make a comeback, and he's an old like action film star, and he starts doing a Broadway play that he wrote. Doesn't matter. Anyway, um, the film, the whole film looks like it was done in one continuous shot. Like it looks right. like there's no cut takes, no editing. I think we've had this conversation. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I wrote about that, and I wrote about The Revenant. And so... I dove into a lot of that, and especially with The Revenant, just because it, was, it wasn't one long continuous shot, but there were a few instances where, I mean, you, you, you've seen The Revenant, I assume, right? I um, have not. So there's this one instance in, towards the beginning, actually, where it is probably six or seven straight minutes, similar to like that long scene in like Children of Men, who was also Chivo, the cinematographer. Um, where it was, you're following this one person navigating through like a battle going on basically, and it's showing their every move. It's not cutting away. You're not doing whatever. It's the camera's just moving like this, and it's just like following. So like the blocking they had to do for those films, and the continuous takes, and like filming on location. Like you have no idea what it's like to film in a cold environment, especially. Like, you know what it's like to be in a cold environment. When you're filming in a cold environment, your batteries drain instantly. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, I was listening to a filmmaker the other night who said they used to wrap hand warmers around their packs of batteries when they weren't even weren't using them just to make sure they didn't, like, completely drain before they even put them in. It's, and, sorry, for all my Canadian listeners, we're going, oh, so yesterday? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, like, talking like, about this as, like, a New Yorker. You're like, mm-hmm, that's cute. Yeah, I, when I'm at work, I have hand warmers inside my, my mitts, and then I put my phone in my mitt slot oh, every man. day. That's insane. See, that's the one thing I... Canada is fucking beautiful and I love it and I would love to go up there and I would love to if like I the one thing that I don't know how you people deal with is the fucking cold we get cold here because I'm not that far away from Canada I'm only about six hour drive from Montreal like I'm not that far from Canada but the level of cold that you get in like your region there which is more in like the midwest ish region right um that's on a different level that's like you know, you're just casually like, yeah, my face is red. You know, what are you going to do? It's got windburn because it's 13 below, you know, like, so it's like, it's that's warm like, out right now. <laughs> that's like, that's a whole other level, which I'm I mean, going to circle back to Clint Eastwood and say, oh, go ahead, yeah. adapt and overcome. Yeah. Yeah. I think I might. 
eventually. I'm actually, I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I, I want to flex my acclimatization here for a second. How about you? Let, let's look at the temperature. Oh, yeah. It's minus seven right now. Is it really? So that means in, uh, for us U.S. listeners, minus seven is 25 degrees Fahrenheit. And then Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, all minus 19. And that's not including wind chill. So Jesus. we're going to, when it's minus, so usually it would be like, assuming it's just like a regular day with wind chill, right. we'll add like an extra below five degrees or something that's like that. yeah wind chill usually wind chill goes down more than that for us sometimes like the other day it said it was like 41 but there were like 20 mile an hour winds so it said with the wind chill it felt like 28 or something <laughs> i was just like jesus christ but oh it's it's gonna be 28 on friday that's actually that's nice for you guys but see all right so here's the difference like when you're in celsius like yours all right let's put it this way r zero right just for your reference r is it which i'm sure you know this you're not stupid but R zero, it's just it blows my mind. You're like R zero degrees is is thirty two degrees colder than your zero degrees. Right. Like, which doesn't make sense. Yours makes sense because zero degrees is the freezing point for you, right? Yeah. Yeah, our freezing point is thirty two degrees. Who the fuck came up with that? Like, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Because I want to say, as a okay, I'm a little bit different here because i work outside cold weather so if it was like plus one or plus two on like a summer day to us that would be cold but if it was oh my god plus two right now would be freaking cooking well yeah i mean that's like it'd be so hot for us right now well yeah because you're used to being in being in the negs you know? And we're having we're having a really warm winter right now. So like and as I said, it's like minus twenty. That's what we're at right now. And that's that's warm for us. Like I I'll go outside with no jacket on to go to the store in that weather. That's amazing. Right. Um when when it starts to get cold, it's that bloody wind. So like if it's minus we'll say minus twenty-five mm-hmm. with a wind chill is cold. So like okay. minus twenty-five which would probably be like minus 30 would, would end up being like yeah, minus which 30. Which is a lot. I mean, that's like, that's crazy. I mean, that's, we're talking like for us, that's like two degrees. So here's a, crazy. let me give you the old razzle dazzle on this oh, one. Boy. So I work at the ice castles, right? Yeah. In the winter. And at the ice castle where we have, it's in like a smaller area by a river. So it has its own microclimate. So it's oh, nice. going to be a different temperature than the forecast. So two years ago now, we had one of our coldest, well, not one of our coldest winters, but in comparison to right now, cold. And I was working nights and we work under sprinklers, right? Because you need the constant, like the water to freeze it. Right. Yeah. And it was in Edmonton reaching minus 35, minus 38. Jesus. But. At the ice castle, we recorded it as minus fifty-one. Shut the fuck up! It was mighty chilly, bud. Jesus Christ! You know what we did? We ordered Tim Hortons skip the dish. Oh my god! And it came right nice on time on a nice polar there, there, bud. <laughs> that was such a Canadian sentence. Um, 
but no, it was, it ended up being around minus 50, minus 51 with the wind chill. It was, it was crazy. Cold. That's it like, was yeah, cold. that's like negative 18 for us. That's like unheard of in New York. That's it's never reached that low. I don't think, but that's because I'm also in a structure built entirely of ice. That's true. So I guess, yeah, it's, yeah it completely changes. It's you, it's you created like a microclimate basically. So yeah. And you know, that picture of me on Instagram where I'm covered in ice. I do. Okay. Well, for those of you who follow me on Instagram, there's a picture where I'm covered in ice. And what we would do at the ice castle was if we knew it was going to be cold, we would purposely run under sprinklers to get that coating of ice because it acts as insulation and it keeps you warm. Really? So in that picture, you guys are probably like, holy shit, she's probably fucking freezing. No, I was sweating. So when we would go inside to take breaks, we would, you actually take your jackets off and leave them outside frozen. So when you put them back on, they were still warm. Wow. So little Canadian fun fact for so you. So that's what it's like to be Canadian, eh? Oh hey there, bud. Oh man. And I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it even more Canadian. At lunch, we skip the dish poutine. Really? Every day from La Poutine. Ugh. Montreal, Montreal smoked meat poutine. God, I would love to make a fucking poutine. I've been saying I'm gonna do that for like months and I just Can you do it and then call it like the the lullaby poutine? Yeah. I got oh man. <gasps> but here put ghost peppers in it there i was gonna say yeah i have you know i actually i have a few i have a few dehydrated ghost peppers in my cabinet see now it's spooky Mm. can you do it wait a minute i'm getting some ideas what (gasps) if i what if i dry the peppers out even more and i pulse them in like a food processor to make a fucking powder and a dust and i dust the entire thing afterwards in ghost pepper powder oh my god could we do it like on a live or i do it next to you Oof, that would be good. That's fucking, that's like another level of hot. That's like, that's like when I used to take drugs kind of level. That's like, it's like we're talking like, we're t- I'm serious. Like, like when I tell people, they're like, why do you eat hot peppers? I'm like, cause I can't do drugs anymore. Like literally, like it's literally, that's like a, when you eat a ghost, but that's like a whole other level. Granted, dehydrated peppers are a little bit less hot, but it's still a fucking ghost pepper. So I think we should do it. I think so too. You're, you're giving me some good, you're giving me some very harmful, but good ideas. I, my, oh, I can't say that because I'm not going to be sexy anymore. <laughs> you could, you, you could talk about fungus and it would still be appealing. So go ahead. Well, I, you'll, you'll understand where I'm going with this, but I'm just going to talk about it as one would say. Mm-hmm. Not you, but one would say. Not me, but one would <laughs> yeah. say that one's butthole would hate that meal. Oh yeah. And it's not even, <laughs> I'm going to get even more, one would say, uh, I wouldn't say this, but one would say one would say that it's not even the amount that's the problem. It's the pure burning around the <laughs> rosy red ring there uh, like, that comes out. Like it's, it's, not, it's not like you eat ghost peppers and then all of a sudden you're shitting your brains out. That's not what people talk about when it's pain. When it's pain, it's because – even even like the tiniest little like what the fuck kind of rabbit shit is that like the little tiny drops like you're like what the fuck was that you know like you know you have a problem like what like even even those little tiny non-threatening pieces of pebble poop are just like little fireballs that just got shot out as if the devil was ejaculating out of your asshole right or like we're talking like the devil ejaculated in your asshole and you just cream pied it right out and it was just like you spewing out this fire this pure fucking fire and 
that's the real issue with that. So I think people get the wrong idea who don't eat hot stuff. They're like, I'm going to shit my brains out. I'm like, no, you're not. You're just going to want to die. Like, like there's, there's a very big difference. Like, you're not going to, like, repaint the toilet. You're just literally going to die. Yeah, like, like you wonder why when you go to, like, a Latino's house and they have, like, a jar of Vaseline by the toilet. It's, it's, it's for not your asshole. They're not jerking off. <laughs> no, I mean, they, they probably are, but, like, not in the same session. Like, here's the thing, though. There's got to be a Vaseline jar for, like, hot asshole, and then there's got to be a Vaseline jar for jerking off. You can't just have both and mix and match because that's going to that's gonna end up bad for somebody. So, so you have one with, like, like you have, like – hot power nugget asshole burning for spicy right. food with like a red vaseline cap mm. vaseline if you decide to start doing this i want five percent royalties from this five percent royalties yeah. this is what they're you, gonna sponsor <laughs> until until you reach 10 million dollars i want five percent royalties and then after i just would like a free jar that's all free so, jar of vaseline. so we'll you have, can jerk off <laughs> standard jer- standard jerk off vaseline yeah. is the is the blue the blue top <laughs> and then they have like chapped lipped vaseline which is like the yellow top and then they right. have spicy butthole red and they have the lip therapy one which just looks like a mini version of the regular one so you're like what is it really you know what i mean like- <gasps> see that is a that's a very good word christopher we vaseline you hear that so instead of like hot spicy asshole farts Mm-hmm. We'll have it, butt therapy. Ooh, see, classy yet sassy. Are we are we cultivating a new show called Butt Therapy? Is that a thing? Well, I did have a sex podcast. I could start it again. Yeah, you could. Except, no, but not about that. I'm talking about butt therapy. Like I'm talking about people who are turning to us for help. <laughs> for, oh, like, for their assholes. <laughs> butt play all day, every and day. If, and if people don't eat spicy stuff, but you want to simulate what we're talking about, just go find your uh, nearest jar of Tiger Bomb. And just, you know, try to find Mr. Happy. Go up there, you know what I mean? Just shove it right up. See what happens. Not the same. Uh, no, it's not. The tingle is far, far superior when it's real peppers. Uh, oi. Oi. Oi is right. Oi, is, babe. What the fuck has my show turned into? This is like, I don't see people, when I say to people that I have a podcast, I used to say I have a food podcast. I don't really have a food podcast anymore, do I? You just need like a random type of podcast. I think that's kind of what I have now, though. I mean, I've, I've, just, I, well, one, going back to what I had asked you, one thing that I learned about myself is that I stopped caring through this process on what I think I should do as far as structure, as far as shows, as far as like what people say do's and don'ts are in podcasts or anything like that. And I started also not just having people in the food realm, which I, I still do. And I still like talking to people about food. It's my favorite thing in the entire world. But, um, I now just kind of bring people on that I think are like super interesting and that I love talking to, you know, Thanks, and man. that, no, you're welcome. That's why you've been on twice. Uh, ah, three times, three times, twice solo though. It's really, you know what I mean? So, um, and so I, I don't know. I feel like through that process, I kind of stopped caring about what I thought I should do to grow my audience. And I was like, I'm just going to talk as me and, I'm banking on the hope that like a lot of my family just doesn't listen to this, which I don't think they do. Uh, like, I know, I know they don't like, I know my parents don't listen to this. Like my parents, I will say this right now. I, my parents, if you're listening to this right now, come up to me the, after you hear this, hold out your hand and say, yes, daddy. And I will give you $5. I will give you $5 out of my wallet. If you say that, and that's never going to happen. Uh, so i will give you ten dollars if you walk up to him put your hands out and say i forgive you oh jesus christ 
<laughs> that's good. That's good. Oh God. Oh man, what the fuck? Because it's never gonna happen. Nope. <laughs> never gonna happen. Ay, Dios mío. This fucking show, man. We've been at this almost two hours. This is crazy. You're not gonna do the full two hours, are you? Ah, fuck. If it's funny, leave it. If it's not, no, cut I'm gonna. It. I'll cut out. I mean, there's a lot of the Spotify stuff I'm gonna cut out. But uh, just do like two parter. Yeah, I've never done a two parter before. Two parter. Well, see how the first one is. Uh, is yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. And um, then uh, shove the rest in. <laughs> <laughs> the tip is always the worst part. Um, <laughs> sorry. Oh, you know, like a Vaseline. <laughs> there you go. Vaseline for times that the tip is the worst part. Um, <laughs> just just get over that head and you're home free. Uh, <laughs> Blue top. Blue top. Blue top. Blue top. Oh, oh, my God. That could be a new code word for like anal. Blue top. Blue top. No, oh. red top. No, red, red top. No, anal. I mean like, like, like butt sex. Not shit. Obviously, out. you meant butt sex. I just, just meant... No, now you have to have a different fucking top. Ah, uh, okay. I was th- I was like, wait, why do you want to put the hot pepper stuff while you're doing Actually. No, because the red top isn't, it just, it's already touching said butthole. Do you think that's a kink where people like shove hot peppers up their ass? <laughs> it's got to be somewhere in the world, right? It's got to be somewhere. Do you remember when you said the tiger bomb thing? And I'm like, it's not the same. Oh my God. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> Are you kidding? But play all day, every day. Yo. All right. Well, my night just got made. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go find my jar of Tiger Bomb right now. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Vicks Vapor Rub. No, you're not supposed to say it out loud. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> Don't cut that. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. Fuck that. Are you kidding me? You, you should know by now. I don't edit like I say I'm going to edit. Do you notice how I held that up and I'm like not showing, I'm not saying that I'm holding it up and you're like, oh, Vicks VapoRob, yeah. you, you cheeky devil. Yeah. I have no grace anymore or shame. Oh, man. Mm. Teacher. <laughs> All right, this is like a compulsion. You held it up and I was like, oh, wait, don't say anything. And then I'm like, nope, I have to. My brain was like, idiot, 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 but, tea tree oil. Like, but you do not put tea tree oil on the female holes. on the female part no booty hole yeah female part no well no obviously not ouch it's Fucking, spicy. that's spicy that's spicy, it's a spicy I remember, memory i remember all right we're gonna get a little a little weird when i was a youngin and i'm talking like high school no earlier middle school it was right after i had started like please don't go younger like no, no no it was it was middle school it was right after i really started cranking it a lot like i i discovered that i could just like whack them out like nobody's business right it was like it was like it was like that young young age where you first discover like the feeling of like coming for the first time right you're like ah, and you're just like oh my god like so all of a sudden i was just like i'm gonna do this every day like whatever and i remember i was i was like oh let me try to use like a lotion or something but I was like fucking, I was a young teen, if that, or I was younger. I don't even know. It was middle school. And I remember I grabbed, I think it was like some kind of body wash. And I tried it like with that. And whatever it was, it might have been like exfoliating or something. I have no idea. But it was like the worst burning sensation that I had ever felt in my entire life. It oh was absolutely horrible. And all right, so this is just going to be for some special listeners. I almost got caught once. 
I may or may not cut this out, but we'll see. I almost got caught by my parents once because we used to share like a wall, right? And I was in my room and I was right here. And then I was using that body wash. And I remember- Like I again? What? Like again? Yeah. yeah I had oh, so- in my room. Um, oh, so it wasn't that bad. I was a fucking kid. I was just like, oh, I'll be fine. And so oh, I was God. in my room and then um, my, I felt somebody trying to open my door, right? I was on the other side of the room at the computer. In one, somehow one swift motion, I yanked up my boxers, closed my laptop, dove into my bed, and then reached to unlock my door in bed as if I was like half asleep. And I was like, like pretending I was asleep the whole time. As if my boner's not like just pressing into the mattress. And, <laughs> and my mom comes in and I was like, what are you doing? She's like, I thought I heard something. I'm like, no, I'm asleep. And she's all right. And she's like walking around the room, but then she just goes. No. And she starts like smelling and literally like I'm in bed. My eyes just pop open. I'm like, oh, oh my, my God. God. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. And then she just like walked out. And that was the scariest like seven seconds of my entire life. That's what she said. But I, uh, yeah, that was, that was bad. So now, now I know she's not going to listen to it because now she'll know that story. Uh. She's just <laughs> sniffing that smell intentionally. It was, it, was fucking, it was body wash. She didn't know. She was probably like, what the fuck is that smell? You know, so. Yeah. But you know, it just happened. And then you had, then she like yeah. per- proceeded to sniff. Right. And then she left. I locked my door and I cranked it out and finished. So, uh. <laughs> Oh, no way, man. If my no, mom no, walked in. No, I've me. never, I never got, I never got caught, like actually caught in the act. That, that would, that would traumatize me. That would be like, you know, even, even, even when I started uh, doing stuff with other people, um, I came close a couple times, um, but never actually like in the act. I mean, that's like, I don't know how you recover from that. That's like, I know people who it's happened to as well, and I just I couldn't do it. I don't know. I think it I think it depends on who catches you. True, I guess that's true, and also it depends on what age you're doing it because as you get older, you're like I really hope somebody doesn't walk in right now. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like it's as you get a little bit older, you're just like yeah, this is something where I it really just needs to be the two of us right now, okay, or the three of us or whatever. But as I'm uh, I'm opposite. <laughs> I'm like as I'm getting older, I'm like I really hope someone walks in right now. <laughs> And you're just, you're just, you're just like, what is that light blinking? Shut up. I'm like, oh, okay. It's like, what is, is that a red light blinking? Be quiet. Like, look forward. I know. It's like my dream is like being in the middle of it. And then it's like door busts open. Welcome to MTV Cribs. <laughs> <laughs> just that fucking Robin Leach like announcing. It's like, welcome to this house. Um, <laughs> oh, I didn't know you were coming today. <laughs> no, but you are. Um, <laughs> ah! Buzzing. There you go. <laughs> um, oh man, so we're gonna start to wind down in a minute or two. I think this is this has been two full ass hours of us on on talking to each other face to face. It got better the older it got. Seriously, it really did. Yeah, you should almost just cut the first hour and just start from now. I'm just gonna take the little seven minute talk about us cranking it with Tiger Bomb up the asshole and stuff. That's the only thing the show is gonna be. It's just that out of context, no intro. It's just gonna be that. It's gonna be like no one will learn anything aside from the fact that spicy things happen and that i was a weird child basically so yeah i'm pretty much gonna use that sound clip and just promote the hell out of it on all my (laughs) social media accounts it's like i did a great episode with captain cook guys check it out it's like so yeah i was at the age when i just really started cranking it a lot you know what i mean like have that be like (laughs) have that have that be the first line that comes up in the podcast (laughs) that's so funny god oh 
God, I love every time. So we talk. for all of you who have podcasts and want me on your show, <laughs> <laughs> listen to the topics. We went all the way from serious topics to self-confidence, to psychology, to Alcatraz, and then to just cranking it with body wash. This is, this is, this is having a varied spectrum. That's what they call it. A varied spectrum of skills. Devolution. Devol- <laughs> yeah, devolution. Devolution. Oh, devolution. God. So, oh man. All right, so uh, how about this? Um, I wanted to start incorporating actual spicy memories, right, for people. And I know that you are Latina, okay? Uh, and so you have had your fair share of spice. I'm sure you can probably handle your spice well, I would hope yeah. or assume, right? Okay. Red Not Top to... Vaseline. There you go. Red Top Vaseline, obviously. Tiger Bomb, Red Top Vaseline. Can you, can you name the episode Red Top Vaseline? Yes, now I can. Hold on. I'm going to write that down so I don't forget. Red Top Vaseline. This is going to be a testament to see who actually listens to the whole thing. Um, imagine right. this is the episode that my fucking parents decide to listen to. All right. Uh, so one spicy memory from you where you ate something that you maybe immediately regretted or something where it, you really paid for it at like a later date. And if you can remember what it was. This one time? This one time? At band camp. This one time I ate this guy's ass, but he didn't actually have a bath before it. And then the next morning, I really regretted it. Well, that's a spicy memory. That's a, that is the spiciest as memories get. I, you know what? That's it. I'm not going to do it on the show anymore because no one's ever going to give me an answer that good. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. But wow. do you want, um, do you want a, a food related answer? I, that's not your answer because I'm well, keeping, I'm keeping that in. You're talking about your soundbite. That's going to be my fucking soundbite. No context. Just like, hey, this guy's ass once. Literally, that's going to be it right there. Jesus H. No, yeah. No, right. you, could, you could do it for, I, one for, for posterity. Go ahead. Food related. I don't, for posterity. Um, I nice don't. Word, huh? <laughs> Good yeah. Word. yeah. Someone's watched The Princess Bride recently. Ayo. Okay. Ayo. I don't think I can. I don't think I can top that. Some people haven't. That's fine. I'm not trying to top anybody else. You be yourself. You be yourself. I don't want anybody out there trying to top a raunchy ass. No, that's, that's, that's a whole other level. Even, even my spiciest experience of my life where I thought I was going to die, that still tops it pretty much. I can't think of one food-based. Oh, okay. I did the cinnamon challenge. Oh God. Yeah. I've tried that. Jesus Christ. So the day prior Mm-hmm. I was really pissing off my math teacher and I think I was just in a mood. This would have been in grade nine, grade eight or grade nine. We had like split class. It was weird. So anyways, we'll just for the sake of the story and my memory, we'll just say grade nine. And we were in the back of the classroom the day before I got into total crap. I don't even remember what it was about, but I got detention and in Canada, detention isn't sitting in a classroom. It is pretty much a chain gang of garbage pickers around the school perimeter. Really? Yeah, that's what we do here. Jesus. So we help the environment. So fuck you, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So the next day, my friend, oh my God, this is so stupid. He literally, because our desks were in rows right? Where it was like back of the chair to the front of the desk in five rows, right? 
So nobody was sitting next to you, but there was someone in front of you. And my friend, it was quiet time where we were finishing homework assignments for like the last 20 minutes of class. And he hands me this Ziploc bag. And I already knew it was cinnamon, but it was like a very drug deal like moment. And he puts it on the top of my desk. And then he just has this little note and he puts it on top of it, like a sticky note. And it just says, do it. And I'm like, okay. And I knew it was cinnamon. So I put the whole fucking thing in my mouth. Jesus Christ. I almost died. Well, yeah, that shit, like, it closes up your throat. Yeah, and, like, I was going to get detention. So here I am trying not to cough, but I'm, like, doing that. <laughs> yeah, where thing, you're, like, you're holding it down. Yeah. Which is making it worse. I, and I, I, like, opened my mouth, and I was trying not to inhale. So I was trying to get it out of my mouth without actually inhaling. And then. I inhaled a bit of air and I started coughing. And so I'm now trying to really not draw attention to myself because everybody's kind of already kind of looking at me. And then my one friend next to me proceeds to look at me because I'm I'm not coughing because I'm kind of holding my breath. So my friend looks at me, gives me this side eye, lifts up his one butt cheek and lets out this church pew ripper. (laughs) Well, I start laughing and now I'm coughing. Oh my God. And I thought I was going to die. And I've, I really regretted that. Now that is a spicy memory. Jesus that Christ. sucked. I, I would, anybody, like I would rather do the Tide Pod challenge. I did the cinnamon challenge way older than you. I like you. How old were you when this happened, by the way? I was in grade nine. Maybe. Okay. See, like that makes sense for like a ninth grader to do it. I did it when I got a TikTok, like two two years ago. I was just like, yeah, fuck it. And I put some in a spoon, like a big tablespoon, and just – and you can literally go back to the TikTok and hear me dying. And I'm not exaggerating. My throat was fucked up for about a week because yeah. I, I underestimated how much damage that really does. Like yeah, I'm talking – like I sounded – I sounded horrible. I sounded like Clint Eastwood basically for like a week. That's what I sounded like. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, well, you say you're going down. Like, just like literally for like a week. That was me. It was horrible. <laughs> but, oh, man. Well, you look at you. You're firing off spicy memories left and right. I love it. Yeah, this is the only time I can actually remember shit. I have to, I think, I'm trying to think of like, I think the one time I really genuinely thought I was about to die <laughs> was uh, New York City, Brooklyn has a hot sauce expo, right? Um, and you, you know the YouTube show Hot Ones where they eat the yeah. hot wings? Okay, so this guy makes their hot sauce by breeding rare peppers and the hottest peppers in the world and creating the hottest peppers in the world just for the show. Um, and his name is Smokin' Ed Curry. He owns a company called Pucker Butt Pepper Company down in the Carolinas. Red Top. And, yeah, Red Top. And um, I didn't know who he was at the time because it was like 2016 and he wasn't as popular with the show as he is now. He hadn't started making their sauce yet and um so he was just he had a booth there now just for reference you're aware of the scoville scale right and for those of you listening who don't know the scoville scale is just the scale that measures heat basically for peppers like a jalapeno is about 2500 on the scoville scale habaneros that i use for my hot sauce are like 250,000 to 300,000 depending um ghost pepper is like just over a million and a carolina reaper is like two million He's now got something called Pepper X, which is like over 3 million. 
that he's just calling Pepper X. He's not, he doesn't even have a name for it. He just crossbreeds peppers like a fucking mad scientist. Used to be a meth cook, actually. True story. So I go to this expo, and I don't know who I'm looking at. I just see this, like, toothless redneck at a booth. And he's just like, hey, man, you want to try some shit? And I'm just like, yeah, whatever. All right, fine. And so he gives me – he pulls out this little eyedropper. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And he's like, it's an extract. I'm like, okay. And he put it in a little spoon. And uh, he had me try it. And the second that I swallowed it, it tasted really good. It tasted like a really, really good habanero pepper. It was a little bit fruity, but then there was heat. And then I started feeling the heat and sweat on the back of my neck. And then my neck started hurting, like physical pain in my neck. And then my, I started like kind of like twitching a little bit. I was like, oh, like that. You know, I was like twitching. And so I could get a, one sentence out that I got was, what's the Scoville scale on Help? this? Yeah, I was like, what's the Scoville scale on this? And he looks at me with a big fucking toothless smile, and he goes, about $7 million. I'm like – You bastard. I'm like, you motherfucker. And he just starts laughing his ass off. So I'm outside with my old boss, my boss at the time who took me, and I'm just downing my face in fruit juice, and I'm trying to, like, drink anything because I feel like my throat is closing. Snot is just coming out of my fucking nose. 20 minutes of me just, like, hyperventilating. Like, literally, it was, it was, it was absolutely the most insane experience of my entire life. Like, I was more scared in that short time than when my wife and I went fucking parasailing. Literally. Like, where you just, you just become a personal kite for a fucking boat. Like, that's, like that was, that was you're, you're just like, yeah, I'm going to drag these fucking people around for a while. That was less scary than those 20 minutes of me fucking freaking out like that. That was definitely my spiciest memory. And, and then I go back in, and he's just laughing. He's like, oh, how you feeling? It's a little bit hot, right? I'm like, nah, not at all. I got it. I was like... My the fact word. that you took an unknown substance from mm-hmm. a toothless hick. Uh-huh. And, a- oh, and on top of all that, it was, at the time, seven times hotter than the world's hottest pepper. Shame on you. Yeah, it was my fault, pretty much. But now I know who he is, and every time I see him, I get mad. <laughs> like, I get really mad every time I see him. But he, uh, you know, he's, he's doing well, I guess. I was good, whatever. But yeah, he actually, he used to be a meth cook and to stay sober, he literally eats Carolina Reavers and just walks like while he's like freaking out. So it's like fucking Kate Moss in the nineties. Yeah. It's insane. Like, woof. I still think about that. My neck starts like hurting again. <laughs> so, so there you go, folks. There are some spicy memories from the two of us. Spicy. Um, <laughs> spicy. Uh, so before we wrap up this, 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 podcasters talking about podcasts episode i guess um i guess that's what this was right is that is that what this was we just talking shit talking shit there you go talking cheese may yeah right which is funny yeah, because there's a there's a there was a show that my friend selena was the co-host on called the art of cheese may and i remember that yeah i think they have like 18 19 20 episodes or something it's really it's a really good show but i love that word cheese may it's like oof, i like that um I had to do a, like a weird promotion thing for marketing class when I took it in high school. Yeah. And I did it at the last fucking second. I didn't know that we had the assignment and I literally grabbed like my friend's cologne bottle and I was like, I just held it up in front of the class and I was like, she's me. She's <laughs> <laughs> me for men. So I was like, I was like, it's, it gets better. I literally held it up and I was like, she's me. Don't tell. <laughs> you have to make a fucking. That has to be a tagline somewhere. Like, like a meme. Like a meme. That ha, or just make a, just make a perfume. That's it. Just make a perfume called Cheese Me. 
I thought it was good. I thought that's it was really, really good. good. That's actually a really good name. And it, that if the tagline was don't tell, that's like, it's like, cheese me. And then somebody's like, what are you wearing? And then they just look. And then the tagline just reads, don't tell. Don't tell. Maybe, maybe that's what, we got to make a meme. I think we have to make a meme too. <gasps> that can be the tagline for Red Top. Red Top, don't tell. She's me, don't tell. Oh my God, that's the name of the product. Yeah. Cheese me by Vaseline, don't tell. Because oh. it goes on your butt. Oh my God. Oh my God. How the hell are we not in marketing? I have no idea. We should be. I think every t- every time you and I do some form of recording, we, we make have, art. We do. We have great fucking ideas and the world needs to know. Seriously. Oh my God. This, this cultivation is unlike any other here. Okay. Nobody knows. Please. These two minds, please. We have a combined IQ of about 180 and about 160 of it is you. So this is what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> I think I, I totally have a good idea. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a meme right after we're done this. I'm gonna oh, send it to you. God, that would be amazing. And it's gonna be the cover of this episode. Oh yes. <laughs> if you make me one of if you make me a cheese may meme like that, I will that will be the that will be the cover art of the show. I swear to fucking God. Oh no, I, I got plans. We oh, all know. God. I, uh, I'm, I'm a graphic artist. I've got this. <laughs> Not a graphic designer. She's a graphic artist. I'm an artist. Because it comes from her fucking soul. Oh, God. <laughs> Ashley, Lana. So, anything that you'd like to say to these fucking folks? Um, aside from, let me, you, you did a few plugs yourself. Let me plug you. Uh, Lullaby the Fear podcast who Ash, uh, that Ashley has beautifully created is on Spotify. It's on Anchor. It's on Google Podcasts. It is on every, Apple Podcasts. It's on every pl- podcast platform under the sun. And there is a link for the show in my bio on Instagram. And it will stay there because it is one of my favorite shows and because you're one of my favorite people. And, and I'm on your top five. And you're on my top five. Isn't that fucking crazy? You take up two-fifths of my top five, literally. That's insane. You realize la, how la, la, many la. how many hours of your voice that I've heard in my head? A lot. Like between all the hours we've recorded and all the podcast hours, like we're talking, we're talking like it's as if you and I sat down and just talked for like a month. That's pretty much. That's like that's pretty much where we're at by now. So, <laughs> which is insane. But yeah. So, aside from your beautiful show, anything else you'd like to say to the people or plug or whatever the fuck? Listen to it and tell me what you think. I tried to scare you. Now you try to scare me. I'm trying not to do my like my thing. That's fine. I'll do so, it. So, so sweet dreams are made of these. <laughs> Lights out. <laughs> I love uh, when other people do it. Lights out. I gotta get that little Canadian out. out. Lights out. Lights out. It's funny too because every time you say lights out, I hear the out, and I'm like, oh. It's just like, like every time you say it, I go, oh. Oh, bless her. Uh, bless you. Bless you, child. All right, ladies and germs, that is the end of this episode. This has been episode 28 of Spicy Memories. Um, I'm going to try to be a little more consistent with the episodes, but I can't promise anything. So um, just stay tuned. Um, I guarantee you I'll have an interesting person on the next episode, but don't take my word for anything. Ashley, thank you so fucking much as usual for sitting down and uh partaking in this 
bonkers, fucking weird, windy navigation of a mountain that nobody should ever climb. So <laughs> thank you for that. I appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, to anyone listening, listen to her show, Lullaby the Fear Podcast. Listen to my show, Spicy Memories. Go back and listen, but only to my episode like eight or so. Before that, it was pretty much garbage. No offense to any of my episodes. I have people that were in the first like seven episodes, but the audio is just, <laughs> the episode is, the audio is just trash. So uh, yeah, basically just start at episode eight and go on. Um, anybody listening, thank you again for tuning in. Go to, click the link in my bio. You have all my products there. Uh, well, actually no, because they're sold out. But uh, my YouTube channel is there, my TikTok, and of course, Lullaby the Fear Podcast is on there as well. There's a button for it. And you can find Ashley on Instagram at Lullaby the Fear Podcast. So Ashley, once again, thank you so much. And guys, this has been episode 28 of Spicy Memories. Stay classy. Thank you. Thank you.